Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, welcome to another Virial USA podcast. I know they've been few and far between of late, but... I'm here with Sid. This is Alan, of course, and we are um, still, I think, basking in the in the uh, delight of qualifying for the Champions League semifinals, right? Yeah. Well, the last time we were essentially talking about it hadn't happened since '09, so now we can even go back to '05, uh, '06. Correct. Which is when I when I started following the club. So now if there's anything further that happens, I really will have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I've exhausted yeah. my knowledge with this uh, Champions League run here. Yeah. This, this is, these are um, incredible moments. Um, you, you look at, and, you know, we were talking the last time about how, what it was like to get to the quarterfinals in, 2009 and comparing the teams that we played, but you look at the 2005-06 run and kind of the same thing, although I, I, I will say that the match against Inter um, stood out, you know, the quarterfinal match to get us to the semifinals, but, um, you know, Inter that year were a, they were technically champions because of the um, Juventus were um, mm-hmm. tossed out Achiopoli. later. Yeah. yeah, but they were well behind um, Juve at the time, um, knocking off, knocking off Bayern. Um, you know, I wasn't. I don't know in two thousand five, two thousand six, what 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 odds Virial were given to knock off Inter, but they certainly weren't given great odds to knock off Bayern, and it was a. I think the impressive thing was was that, frankly, in the first leg, we probably should have won two or three nil, um, and so scoring as we did to go through in the second leg was not that. Uh, I, I I would say we were a deserved winner on the on aggregate over the two legs. Yeah, so taking a quick trip down memory lane, uh, I, I will note that Inter. Uh, had their own Figo and Cambiasso in the midfield, mm-hmm. so it was it was a pretty decent interside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe not the talent level of Bayern. But again, I, I would say um, probably rode our luck a little bit in that tie. <laughs> the the memory I have most of anything, um, which is to show you sort of the state of soccer coverage in the United States back in 2005. Um, I want to say I watched the match. I think it was ESPN had the rights at that point to the Champions League. And I want to say they, you know, quarterfinals, meaning two simultaneous matches. I want to say they only showed one of them. I mean, they didn't have ESPN and ESPN2 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they just mm-hmm. showed the one, and that I think on tape delay, 
maybe you know after sports center or some bizarre time of night they showed the other match mm-hmm. and i recall and in the first leg uh, away forlan scored in like first or second minute of the match and i recall seeing it and watching and saying oh boy awesome what a what a great start and of course they had not yet figured out that maybe you don't want to have the scores at the bottom for the game <laughs> you might be airing oh okay so right after he scores the goal it shows the final score of 2 to 1 at the bottom okay thanks thanks <laughs> thanks. thanks yeah first first time you're showing the match and you uh make sure that everybody knows what the final is uh, yeah. right yeah. at the beginning so, yeah. Um, so that was the uh, that was the state of affairs back then. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, the, come come back to today. Uh, I mean, again, a, a very good Bayern team, but you know, I, I hard hard to say which is more or which is less. I think the one thing about that old team was. For the better and the worse, they it was so house money, you know. And again, of course, this team playing against Bayern, I think, had to feel like it was house money. Mm-hmm. But back then, we had no idea. We yeah, had no idea what we were going into, how unusual it was, all of those kinds of things. Right, um, right, right. And you know, you didn't nearly have, and and many. Many folks on Twitter have talked about our uh, Spurs influence, mm-hmm. but you just didn't have kind of players who had been in top leagues in Europe right. uh, littered through our lineup. You know, well, you had that, a few of them. I recall, I think there was a lot of talk that Takinardi was a big presence in mm-hmm. the dressing room, mm-hmm. even if not necessarily a top level player anymore. Because yeah. he had been at Juventus, and we just had very few of those players who had kind of been, you know, top leagues, top teams. Right. And because now it, you kind of look up and down our roster, and, and all of see, these guys yeah, have experience yeah. playing in very big matches. So you know, well, the, the stage was not nearly as big for them in the same way. No, it wasn't. And the and the other thing was was when you go back to the to the to the you know, the mid 2000s. I mean, that was still when, I mean, we had only been promoted five years before. Um, See, that's when Senior Raj had his quota, you know, I mean, he was basically, we were benefiting from getting people from South America who didn't have European experience, but were cheap, as, as he famously said, you know, somebody asked him, why do you why do you, uh, you know, wh- why are you signing these South American players? And he said, because they're cheap. That was mm-hmm. what they could afford. And so the, the, um, and we, and we, if I remember right, we advanced in almost all of those knockout rounds on away goals. You know, so correct that, against against Rangers, we did. Yes. Um, and against and yeah, and then against Inter, we did as well. Yeah. And I can't, I don't, what was the other part? And against Everton, I do believe. No, Everton, Everton in the qualifications, so, we, we won yeah. that one. Although yeah. the Everton, you know, that was the. Yes. Yes. Same but yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, but I know we did for, I know we did against Rangers and, uh, and. Um, and Inter. And yeah. Inter, yeah. Yep. And then I think when we defeated Panathinaikos in the, the, 
before we played Arsenal I, the next time, I think we did too. So, you know, it was it was not like we went out to... It, I think that's the difference with the Champions League and, and some of the Europa League um, things in recent years is, you know, you just don't, we didn't, we didn't go out and, and, you know, defeat anybody by a huge margin, but we got through on away goals, which of course are now gone. So I was really, I don't think I would, any of us would have been looking forward to 30 minutes in, uh, in Germany with the score, you know, level um, on aggregate, I was, you know, um, very fortunate. I think that we that we um, were able to settle it in the ninety minutes because I think that's the big advantage you have when you play the second leg away is you have that extra thirty minutes at home. Yeah, well, I, you know, I will say though, on the sort of balance of the match, we did play a lot better late. Um, it seemed like we had the match, you know, we, we had much more control, um, mm-hmm. late on. So I do, I do think we improved, um, as the match went you know, right after they scored, there were certainly some minutes of tension, but I think something that was interesting and, uh, this was noted by, um, one of the, one of the well-known guys, I think on, on Twitter who, who does the XG stats is that, the surprise probably of the whole thing here was how even the XG was over the two legs, mm-hmm. meaning it was just an even tie. It was an even tie between two relatively evenly matched teams. If you could have told us that at the beginning, I mean, we'd have, we'd have taken it 10 times out of 10. So right. it wasn't kind of you know a huge smash and grab here. Like you said, we deserve to win by more in the first leg. And I was thinking back when you were mentioning it, that's similar to what happened last year with Arsenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we absolutely dominated the first leg, and then they scored that goal late and bizarre red card and various things that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we really should have won the first leg by a couple of goals. Right. And I think, again, we were very concerned, uh, is this going to bite us? Um, and then we managed to to get the away draw, something similar kind of uh, in this situation. Well, yeah, there were a couple of things that, that, that I noted. One, yes, the XG was very similar. What was different, though, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I don't remember what the, num- what the final totals were, but when you looked at Bayerns, they, were, they basically had maybe, I want to say, th- three biggish chances over the two legs um maybe only two i mean i i I know the Mueller header in the second you know in the second half of the second leg was one of them um and then the i guess the Lewandowski goal was the second and it seems like there was one more but mostly you know if they had say their xg was three over the two legs well you know two and a half of that came from 30 shots from around the edges and outside of the box that were very low in percentage. So mm-hmm. that to 2. me... 2.3 to 2.8. Yeah, way. okay. And this is from, from Michael Cayley. So yeah, so, two, yeah so, so the 2.8, if you look at it, most of that was was outside the box and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of very speculative thing that, that if mm-hmm. the guy scores, mm-hmm. you go, oh my God, what a golazo, but you don't expect anything to come from it. Mm-hmm. And our chances were much, you know, we had much better chances. I mean, even in the 
first half of the second leg, I think the best chance that fell was the one, you know, towards the end of the half. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think that was interesting. The Looks other, like the best chance we missed, if I'm recalling, this was Pedraza's. Yes, in the first leg. The end of the first leg. Yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. This square I'm seeing here. Yeah, and I think and I think it actually kind of undercounted. Gerard's um, well, shot it certainly from, did. yeah, <laughs> it certainly did because you know yeah, I mean, yeah, because uh, I think though I think that's based on the fact that normally the goalkeeper is somewhere in in the penalty right. box and he was nowhere. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that somebody mentioned on Twitter, and I again I don't remember who it was, but it's one of the one of the commentators who you know people that follows Virial, and, and he he made the point. He said, you know, you realize that even before we scored we had this one because it actually was right was happened right before but around the 75th 77th minute we had the we had the good chance from Danjuma that he put wide mm-hmm. and that was like the first time all half practically all match that we'd had a counter attack that had done something and the reason was because Bayern was pushing forward, and that's what—that's when we were going to pounce. And once we brought on Chukwueze for for um, Danjuma, um, then you know it was like that was a perfect way to let him unleash his speed. And I mean, the finish, of course, was sublime. The whole play was. But I think at that point, you know, this fellow said, you know, look, this is. Now we've got the advantage because now we have them where we want them. They're desperate for a goal, and that's going to leave them open at the other end. And so it did, you know. So. Yeah, and and I I would say sublime with some luck in it. <laughs> oh well, you know, because <laughs> he certainly scuffed that, but uh, it it looked like he was aiming for the top corner. Oh, well, I I think he was. I I think he was. I I just. I, you know, it's, it's hard to tell, um, sublime from luck sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Coco, well, if Coco, hadn't been Parisho ruled offside, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll give that. Yeah. If Coco, hadn't been ruled offside in the first leg, we'd still be arguing over whether he was, <laughs> it was with the old Thomas Pino. Was it a shot or was it a cross? You know? Yes. Yes. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, um, yeah. So, but yeah, and and I, I I felt good in in the summary of things as well that it wasn't Parejo's misplaced pass. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was the most remembered part of his match. Well, that was um, the other thing that I think it was an article in Marca that made this point, and I and I thought of it particularly having been at the Liverpool match in 2016. Um, you know, my memory of that Villarreal team against Liverpool and. And there were some extraneous things that that um, I think contributed to this because um, you know it, it, Anfield was a real cauldron that night for a variety of reasons. Not all of them had to do with the football in the evening, but had to do with the inquest having you know new stuff on on that on the Hillsborough inquest and everything that had happened that week and even that day. And the and but, but I think Virial my main memory of the team was that early on we were very tentative and then Bruno misplaced a pass. Liverpool scored. And after that, it was like everybody was just afraid to make mistakes. And the Mm -hmm. point that this Marca article made was that, you know, Parejo could, you know, this is the difference, you know, Emery, 
um, is the kind of coach where, you know, Parejo makes a mistake. And to be fair, I don't think it was totally his mistake. I think, I think that, um, the passing lanes were not, could have been set up better for him. Players were not, Kapu was running in the wrong direction, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but apart from that, it's like, okay, so Parejo makes this pass. It gets intercepted. It leads to a goal for them. And then yet late on, he's the player that starts the sequence that scores our goal with an equally risky play, you know, where he, where he's mm-hmm. got the ball in midfield after after we we control it, and he's got three guys around him, and he and he faints to draw them to him, and then makes the perfect pass. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's the sort of thing. And you can say, well, that's partly Parejo's experience, but you know, Bruno was experienced too. It's just that I think we had a we had a lot more mental fragility in that team that showed on that night in, in Anfield. Um, we didn't see it at, uh, you know, in the Alliance, Alliance arena. It was, it was the very confident display. And again, this goes back to what you were talking about, more players with international experience, more players with, with experience at the high levels of European football. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think, you know, we've, <laughs> Think of the places we've been already, just in in the past little bit, right? We've been to we've been to the Emirates, we've been to you know uh, a cup final, we've mm-hmm. been to a Super Cup final. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't lost in any of those. Right. We lost at Old Trafford in the very last second. You know, we won at Atalanta in a in a you know tense affair. Mm-hmm. We won. At Juventus, so yeah, yeah. Um, and even in the league where results have been very hit and miss um, at the at the big stadiums you know, away, we we have performed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's. Um, I mean, I know we talked a while back when we. I guess it was after the group stage when we were drawn against Juventus, and the question was, well, you know, how much do we do we really put all our eggs well, in this we basket? we were drawn against Man City first. Well, so we were first. we were redrawn. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> we may not be still here talking about this. Right. Well, the irony is we could be play- We could be talking in, in uh, a month's time about playing Man City in the final, right? <laughs> because, but, yeah, the um, – but the thing that was was interesting, I think, was you, were saying, you know, do you put all your eggs in this basket and and go for to try and do really well in in Champions League, or do you try to get to Champions League fourth place in the league? And it sort of seems like we've decided at this point that, I mean, partly it's um, our inability to get, to get some results against bottom teams. Partly, I think it's Barcelona being resurgent in the league after Xavi taking over um, and and whatnot. But it, it seems like we're sort of banking on um, going as far as we can here. That was certainly the strategy on the weekend where we rested players to to um, you know to to play on on Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. Well, and I I think the past few results has gotten a little bit away from us here, losing to Levante and, yeah, and otherwise. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I, it's, and I think that the thing is, it's like, I mean, the, um, I do get, and, and remember, yeah, fifth is really what you need. Yes. Because again, the conference is, with, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the less said, the better there. Um, so, and, and fifth is going to be a challenge. Um, right, right, right. So. Yeah, I think, I think so. I just, I, I have to say that I think that, um, in terms of the fan base, I mean, you know, being in a champions league semifinal, I guess the thing is it's far enough back since we made it before. And as you said, in those days, it was a different, it was a smaller champions league. It was a smaller, um, you know, it, 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 it was also new to us and we didn't know how long it would take us to get back there. And now mm-hmm. that we've done it and we're looking around at the other teams in the draw, draw, we're saying, wow, you know, this is, this is quite an achievement. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just interesting that, I mean, I'm obviously delighted. I'm delighted. Um, I always valued Emery as a manager and I know would bore people on here saying, Oh, you know, we ought to hire this guy. And you know, it's worked out in a way that I don't think any of us could have imagined that we're, you know, we we played for a European trophy and won it. We, you know, played in the Super Cup and lost on penalties. And here we are with a chance to go to another European final and all that in the course of two years. It's it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think... <laughs> There's not not too much to say other than it's amazing. You know, I think I think the other thing, and many have talked about it, and you'll have folks citing, okay, well, Porto made a final and Monaco made a final. Um, you know, even call it the 2005, which we were in, which was after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you didn't you didn't see much of this anymore. Right. Um, you just weren't weren't seeing these teams make it that far. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just based on simple simple arithmetic, budget, etc. And again, it's not like we got the best draw we could have asked for. I'll certainly say it was better than the initial draw. Mm-hmm. But you know, we could have gotten Benfica. Um, I, I won't. I won't say I would guarantee we would have made it or anything like that, but we could have gotten a team like Atletico rather than somebody with the firepower of Bayern. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, certainly not the best draw we could have had. Right. Um, right. So again, I, I was going to say, I think that's the bigger thing as well um, that I feel with this team is, you know, some of the times in the past we've made it, you know, we've said, gosh, you know, getting, getting drawn with a Leon or a Roma or whatever it is, you know, we, we had a big risk of going out early in Europe. I mean, this time, yes. You know, did we, did we have to remember who we had in the quarterfinals last year? Um, Dinamo Kiev. Mm -hmm. I think we had drawn, you know, drawn one sort of easier road there. I mean, here, our group, Again, even young boys um, was you know pretty mm. pretty competitive team. Yeah, Atalanta. I, Atalanta again, was finishing. You know, yeah, I thought, at, I thought at some points may have been the best team in Italy. Um, yeah, I thought Atalanta was was basically when we drew them. I was thinking, oh great, you know those are two teams that are essentially very similar in terms of their their um, 
better than their than their coefficient indicates in in the same mm -hmm. part of the draw and then yeah so i mean i think this is the thing is that this we've, year we've gone through a tough draw we went through no, a tough draw no and question we, yeah and we and we came out with we it. really earned it yeah so 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 what do you think i mean so 2016 we played liverpool our, our first leg the first leg was um in Virial, and we actually mm -hmm. won 1-0 on a mm -hmm. goal right at the end that was actually I was rather reminded of it by our goal against Bayern because it was a similar mm -hmm. sort of you know build up mm -hmm. from uh, Adrian Lopez Adrian Lopez who's now at Malaga I believe um, mm. so but if you remember see that one as well and this is where I, I really do feel sort of the club has turned a corner a little bit in some ways if you remember Steve McManaman's rant after Oh, that, yes. <laughs> you know, How could you lose who, to those who people? Who are these guys? Yeah, what yeah. did they play? Yeah. And, you know, obviously, stupid English commentary notwithstanding, you know, we definitely didn't play a match like we did against Arsenal at home. No. Or like we did against Bayern at home. Right, we, exactly. Going and dominating a yeah. big European team like that. No, we no. rode our luck to that win. We probably did. didn't deserve to win the match, and on the two legs, you know, we deserved to lose, and we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wouldn't couldn't couldn't have said that about this match. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, a lot of people have mentioned that, um, of course the year that uh, we lost in the semifinals and Liverpool went on to play Sevilla in the final coached by Unai Emery and uh, pretty much got handed their, <laughs> their uh, hats in that one, as I recall. I mean, it was, it, mm -hmm. you know, Sevilla uh, dominated and, and won pretty easily. Um, I think it'll be a much, I don't see, um, you know, I, I, I agree with you, but in 2016, we were fortunate I almost think in some ways the goal at the end of the first leg might not have been the best thing for us because mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. we, I think we then tried to set up overly defensively mm -hmm. and we just didn't have mm -hmm. the players to do that. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's the thing that I look at with this, with this team now is that our back, um, you know, you've got, you've got Capu, Coquelin, um, Parejo in midfield. You've got, Powell and um, and uh, uh, you've got Albiol and yeah. and uh, and then you've got Estepinian and Foyth. Um, you know, it's it's a much stronger defensive team, and those mm -hmm. are the sorts of things that you need to do um, to go far in European competition. Where in 2016, we had Ariola as a goalkeeper who was who was good. But we didn't have, you know, Ruiz and Masaccio were, were mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're good, but not, but not, you know, great level. And we didn't have. And not battle tested. In and the not same battle way. tested in the same way. And I think that mm -hmm. was the thing that really came out of it. And, you know, we didn't have up and down the roster. We didn't have as many options for Marcelino as we, as we do now. You know, the fact that. I mean, Marcelino did a great job with, with that team, don't get me wrong. But, you know, we look at Marcelino's career at Villarreal and you look at some of the players he had on the on the squad, you look at you look at the at the squad rosters and you're like, Wow, he did that with these guys because mm -hmm. they were not 
the level of play of, you know, and we couldn't go out and pick up a Giovanni Lo Celso in January. <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. just, and so it's Boy, like, how does that move look now? Oh, you know that. Well, I mean that move. And then the, um, I have a, you know, I mean, sure. We noticed it when Capu was signed from Watford for 2 million, but it's like, can you believe that? I mean, mm-hmm. how, how important a player he's been on and off the pitch. I mean, he's, he's obviously one of these guys and everybody loves in the dressing room and everything. Yes, and then the, the and Padre, the Padre. <laughs> and then, and then I'll be all who I refuse to believe is anywhere more than about 25 years old after seeing him hop around the pitch, celebrating <laughs> on Tuesday. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's really, um, you know, regardless of what happens in the semifinals, I mean, it's just, this is a team that you will hold, close to your heart for a long time because they've done they, it's just been such a collection of guys that have that have done incredible things mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know but i think in that vein you've got to say like they beat Bayern. why not yeah yeah they did <laughs> you know, i i, I yeah, think yeah. i think the one thing and javi was talking about this a little bit is in some ways it actually suits us a little bit better to have the first leg at home to kind of make sure uh, you know, I do feel like we've sort of controlled the the first legs of mm-hmm. the two matches. Mm-hmm. Again, obviously, you've had to score in inside thirty seconds, but we really can again controlled that match. Probably deserve to win that match as well on the balance. Um, yeah, yeah. There's always a little bit more of a risk that you get run over um, in a first leg away from home. Um, so again, not not something that we've never done before. Yeah. But if you if you yeah. talk about these sort of three big two leg matches we've played, um, been, again, counting yeah. Arsenal, um, you know, we've really been able to kind of go um, to the second leg away from home, knowing what we needed to do and being right. able to set up for that. Right, um, right, and, and that'll that'll be a little bit more of a challenge here. Um, yeah, because, but by the same token, if you are able to snatch a goal, you're going to feel pretty good. Um, as you know, I, I I think we'd say now on balance, if a team like Bayern couldn't put up multiple goals against us, you know, I just I, I don't know how many teams there are that we'd say, oh, they're going to score three on us. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So uh, if we are able to score, which we have been able to consistently do, um, then you know a score result leaves you in with a with a clear chance in the second leg. Yeah, I I mean obviously it makes it makes less difference now. I mean it would, used to be a real advantage having the. Um, second leg at home when you had the away goals to contend with because you knew exactly, you know, what what you losing 3-1 say in the first leg away was not so big a deal when 2-0 at home got you through. Now 2-0 mm-hmm. gets you with, back with with the caveat of the you kind of inverted your advantage in any extra time period. Right. And so now you've got, now that gets you to extra time, which is maybe not so good, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I feel like um, the thing that surprised me, of course, I know they don't really know much about soccer, but 
I was amused that, you know, 538 um, had, before we, the first leg against Bayern, they had Bayern at like, you know, 80, 20, 85, 15 favorites against us. So we beat Bayern, we're drawn against Liverpool, and they've got Liverpool at 80% favorites again. And, and of course, I know that's because it's it's an EPL side, but I was just like, really? We could get a little more credit than that because, you mm-hmm. know, if you were going to give me, if I were a betting man and you're giving me four to one against Villarreal, I'd, I'd feel <laughs> that's worth a flutter, you know, because we're a better mm-hmm. team than that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... So that's so that's uh, that's I guess we'll obviously know more about um, uh, about the about that as we get closer and, and everything. But it's like mm-hmm. it's just and, a, and 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 one other thing to note here we were talking a little bit always trying to sort of look at fixtures uh, coming up. Like you noted, um, we really have only a very minimal amount to play for in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, And Liverpool has their FA Cup semifinal. They're one point behind City in the league. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously massive squad depth. Uh, You saw the lineup they put out against Benfica when rotating Mm -hmm. (laughs) a bunch of their top players. But all the same... You have these very intense matches. There's an injury or two that happens. You know they're not going to have the luxury in any of these matches coming up of resting players. Right. Presumably right. the league match they have in between the legs as well. If they're still right neck and neck for the top, they're going to have to be. You know, so they'll be exerting energy all the way through. Now, right. obviously, do they have a squad of twenty plus top class players? Yes. And I think that's the one thing also that this does show. Um, you know, I, I would say it didn't look like certainly in the first leg that Lewandowski was fully fit. Mm-hmm. And I did think we saw a little bit of the squad depth weaknesses, even for a team like Bayern. Um, and I think some of that is a little bit of the modern era that Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, um, who you know nearly pulled off what would have been a remarkable comeback? The, these teams can sort of keep twenty players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's not something that anybody that's not in the EPL can do. I mean, even a Real Madrid, you look kind of beyond fifteen. Gets a little bit fringy mm-hmm. in terms of some mm-hmm. of those players. Um, right. right. So, so you know, that's the big gap here. And so I think it'll be interesting to see, not that we will care too much, we'll have plenty to focus on, Um, but Man City, Real Madrid will be interesting to just see if sort of Real Madrid gets worn down sheer by sheer sort of numbers and all of this. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because again, Man City's 25th guy (laughs) may be as good as Real Madrid's 15th guy these days. Right, right. Well, let's take a break, a brief break. And then when we come back, we we actually had the Europa League quarters and Conference League quarters today. And a few of our older, our um, Villarreal alumni were in those. So we'll come back and, and talk about that a little bit. And we have a surprise mention of one of our least favorite coaches in the history of Villarreal recently, too. So we'll be back in a second. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so so we had um, Zach, I know, had great fun on Twitter today with uh, Barcelona going out of the Europa League. But I, it is interesting that the Europa League, which has been the sort of uh, playground of Spanish clubs over the last, you know, 10, 15 years anyway, we have no Spanish teams in the final four. Um, then the Conference League, which is whatever it is, and we're not quite sure, um, doesn't have any either. Um, it's it's actually got Leicester City in the Final Four, which is pretty good. Um, and Roma. And Roma, which is which is also good. And uh, you know, but I, I think it's interesting to see the the fact that the Spanish sides, um, you know, Sevilla went out of of Europe. Real Betis did. Um, and, uh, you know, apart from the Champions League, it hasn't been a great year for, for the Spanish sides. Barcelona um, going out at the hands of Frankfurt was somewhat surprising. I think the thing that people focused on as much as the game itself was the fact that Barcelona sold so many tickets to uh, Germans coming to the match. And they were apparently the seated all over the ground. And it was... Not something you'd ever see us do at, uh, at Villarreal, certainly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for all that for all that's said about that, I just have a hard time. They took that too too seriously. Maybe the players were out there, but it just the, the glory of winning the Europa League. To yeah, me doesn't, I, I, yeah, doesn't seem yeah. like it it holds. And they know they're they're back in the Champions League again next year. The way that things are looking, so, right, right. But but yeah, I mean it's it's not a great look for the league. No, <laughs> I would say. No, um, I I think so. the you know I I mean and for um for the Bundesliga, which you know lost Bayern in the, you know their last representative in the Champions League. Well, they've got Leipzig and and uh, Frankfurt and the are two of the mm-hmm. semifinalists. Um, West Ham um, defeated Lyon today, and I guess uh, Carl Toko Ekambi hit a post early on for Lyon, but then um, West Ham's best player on the day with two assists was Pablo Fornals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with Areola and goal. With Areola and goal, yes. So mm-hmm. that was so that's kind and of. And then Marseille also moved on. Marseille uh, moved on in the quarterfinals, yes, with Bakambu, and I guess is. Um, is uh, Gonzalo and Alvaro? Alvaro Gonzalez. Whatever he is doing. I uh, I don't know that he's playing for them much anymore. I thought I saw something that he had had a row with somebody and wasn't wasn't really. He's on the roster but not playing. But I could be wrong about that. I can't imagine how Alvaro might have a row with somebody. Oh no, he's always such a calm, calm, collected guy. <laughs> um. So yeah, but that so the court so the uh, conference league has Marseille. It's actually kind of nice. It says Leicester, Marseille, Roma, and Feyenoord. So you got four teams from four different countries. Um, mm. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not it's not terrible. I mean, those are I would say those are teams that in you know well maybe not Feyenoord but but Roma, Marseille, and Leicester you would think would be kind of Europa League quality anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think my and, and Rangers then uh, made the Europa League. Semifinals. Yeah, which was which was kind of um, amazing. That's the first time a, a Scottish club has made it that far in a long time, and that's mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, I think they had the benefit of a bit of a nice draw against Braga, who mm-hmm. turned out to be kind of. Uh, self-imploding there. Oh, that's the other thing I went thinking of former Villarreal players. Did you see Rodri's comment after the second leg against um, Atletico? I did not. <laughs> apparently, I didn't see the game, but apparently the uh, last 10 minutes took about half an hour because of all the, yes. you know, all yes, the, there, all was the some, there was some brawling involved. There was some brawling and there was some argy bargy. There were players, you know, falling around the pitch to waste time and everything. And and the Guardian quoted, and I don't know if he actually said this in English or if this was a translation, but knowing Rodri, it was probably in English. Um, he said, "Well, everything is licit in football." So <laughs> the last five or ten minutes of the match, yes, we did kind of waste time, <laughs> but everything is licit in football. And he also said he didn't get involved in the, I, that. That's a translation. I, I would think. Sure. I would hope yeah. so. But he, but he said he didn't get involved in the brawl because he said, you know, it, it's basically my my current teammates against my ex teammates, and I didn't really yes, want to get involved. Indeed. Indeed. So anyway, and maybe was, he gets one more reunion before all is said and done. <laughs> yep, yep. So anyway, that was pretty. That was pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the so. Yeah, and then you've got Santos Boré who scored. Santos Boré uh, scored for today. Yes, Santos Boré scored for Frankfurt t- today and scored a <laughs> amazing goal. I think it was the second one, wasn't it? I think. I don't think it was. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they, so he he did very well, um, and yeah, so the the real surprise I didn't I didn't realize this, um, but you know Andres Iniesta. Is, is playing in Japan, which is itself weird enough. Um, I didn't realize until today his coach is our guy who led us to relegation, Lotina. Mm-hmm. The master of the one-one. Ah, uh, the master of the of the uh, tree vote, right? <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> yes. and and the double and the double wing back, so. Oh yes, and the, apparently uh, it's not going well. I guess that team, which is apparently uh, was Vitel Kobe, I guess, which is one of the mm-hmm. the guy who owns the team, is apparently one of the richest owners. Or they have a big budget, which is how they got Iniesta for a couple of years, and they are next to bottom. So you know mm-hmm. that is, and then Julio Velasquez is now has taken over at. Um, Olives, apparently. I have lost track of, of Velasquez. I think he went to, where did he go? Greece, Portugal, somewhere or another. I mean, he's he's, mm-hmm. he's had a long road back to... In Greece, sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, no, he's in Portugal. That's Portugal, right. okay. But he's yeah. he's apparently signed, for, you know. But I, at this point, I mean, I that's not a very good... <laughs> it's not a very good job to have. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and then you mentioned, I was just wondering where friend of the podcast, Jonathan de Guzman, was, because he had been at Eintracht. It looks like he's now in Greece. Yes, um, he's, yes, he moved on to Greece. He had been, yeah, he's still he, there. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like Velasquez is going to be too long uh, for the league. Uh, but speaking of the league a little bit, it does sure look like there'll be an interesting fight for the last relegation place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. involving a whole bunch of teams. Right. Um, right. And wow. Rio is only six points off of that. You know, um, it seems every year there's a team that gets a quick start and then just implodes. I mean, this year it's mm-hmm. Rio, but we've seen, we've seen that happen before with clubs. Um, sometimes ones that got newly promoted and then they, it's it's like they remember how to win for the first month or so of the league season because they've come up after you know winning the division, and then I don't know what happens. Reality sets in or something, and they and they, um, I mean that happened with Espanol, right? The the year that they were relegated, I think they they got off to a really good start and then faded quickly. Um mm-hmm. I mean I have mm-hmm. to go back and look oh, and sure. I'd have to go yeah. back and look yeah. and I'm you know I'm getting older all the time but I it just seems like a common thing in Spain that you got a team that does well early on and then they just the second half of the season can't buy a result and that's seems to be Rio at the moment. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like our our friends despite us doing our best to help them um our Valencian neighbors seem seem like a pretty safe bet to be going down. Well, or, yeah, they're going to have they're going to have Primera football uh, uh, next season, but it's going to be us as the home team. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it is going to be interesting because Cadiz, Mallorca, Granada, um, Elche, Hatafe, Rayo. It's all you can probably throw a blanket over those at this point. And it's, I mean, I don't look to see. (laughs) Well, Hatafe's good luck is they have us to play. So, you know, all of these teams with us still left on the schedule, they, uh, they know that they may be able to find a win out of uh, not having done so in a while. Yeah. But I think, I think there aren't very many of those left. I think, uh, have we played Bryo twice? I can't remember. I, know. I believe so. No, we no. have Rio, um, Rio and Hatafe, but I think, but all the others, I think we've we've known. Mm-hmm. Rio, Hatafe, Alaves, we still have. Oh, um, that's right. That was yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, no, Cadiz already beat us. Mallorca already beat us. Levante already, already beat us. Yeah, <laughs> Levante already beat us. Our, our usual uh, when right. we look at the bottom, yeah. we'd almost rather look at the top uh, because the results are about the same. Yeah. Well, you know, we just need we just need to next time we play those teams, we need to arrange to give them like Bayern Munich jerseys ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So it, it, it will be interesting, and then um, I guess our. Our B team is still in the. It looks like they're likely to get a spot in the um, promotion um, playoffs again. But of course, we've been in the promotion playoffs four or five times mm-hmm. and have never mm-hmm. gotten to the Segunda again. So, yep. you know, that's well, the, again, very, very difficult. Yeah, um, it is. And, and stylistically, I think, very difficult uh, for a team that plays like ours. Um, to uh, to get through that, 
Now, yep. it, it looks like we lead. Yeah, we lead the league in goals for, mm-hmm. um, or lead group two in goals for, and we have as many wins as anybody. We're actually behind because we've only drawn four matches. Right. Uh, whereas Andorra have drawn seven and Albacete eight. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's. But it, yeah, solidly in third. Yeah. Eight points ahead of fourth. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, we are in the same division as Betis B, who are solidly rock bottom and going down. Sevilla B, who are lower half. Mm-hmm. And Barcelona B, who are. They could still potentially sneak into the playoffs. Um, but they're kind of mid table as it sits, tied mm-hmm. with Castellon. Yeah. So yeah. interesting to see because again, Barcelona B and Sevilla B have both been in the Segunda more recently than we have. Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's um, it has been a difficult road back, and uh, you know, obviously the the thing you'd really like is to finish first in your division. That makes it. That well, right now it guarantees you the promotion. It used to get you into a round where you, if you won, you were through, and if you didn't, you got a repechage thing where you got to try again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which is not impossible. We're four points back. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have matches with the two teams ahead of us left. Right. Um, right. But curious how we have done. We. Lost Salvasete, beat Andorra one round, beat Andorra twice, yeah, and we had beaten Albacete. So I think we have the tie break on both of them, at right. least for whatever that's worth. So yeah, yeah. Four points back, not not impossible, because um, right. none of the teams in these groups, you know, kind of go on a seven match winning streak. No, it just doesn't no. happen. Um, too right. competitive. Oh, and Albacete and Andorra play each other. Oh, well, that'll um, help us in that'll a few help. rounds. So yeah, I was looking and then, at least one. Yeah, and then at the other division, then the I noticed the Rossing Santander are basically a certainty to be promoted to the Segunda, which is mm-hmm. uh, you know they've they've had a hard road back after all their mm-hmm. their financial mm-hmm. adventures and everything. And then Deportivo mm-hmm. are in, look like they'll definitely be in the playoffs probably. And mm-hmm. then uh, maybe Russing Farol and uh, Celtis. Logronius. And Logronius, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You, can, was, uh, you yeah. can visit them on your way? I can visit them on the way, yes. Um, yeah. I don't know what day will be in Logronio, but I can see if pass by the football ground anyway. Um, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be an interesting period of time. Of course, they've still got what seven matches left. Seven matches yeah, left. Yeah, so it's still yep. still a ways to go. Um and then in the Segunda proper, um I'm sorry, I'm supposed to call it La Liga Smart Bank these days. Um Abar and Almeria are sort of holding on to but you know it's well Amar, Almeria and Valladolid are the top three and then You've got a bunch vying for the playoffs, but you know they've still got seven matches to go as well. And there's, um, you've got a number of teams that could that could theoretically get hot and do something, um, mm-hmm. you know. But 
it looks like the teams that went down, I mean, Wesca is sort of uh, middling, but probably not getting back. Girona, who's been up in the Primera recently, or in the playoff picture. Valladolid, Almeria, of course, Abar went down last year. Um, Leganes mm-hmm. have been the real sh- surprise. They have not done well at all. And mm-hmm. uh, and Sporting Gijon I've also have struggled. So, And Malaga, who have had their own series of shortcomings. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's the, you know, the thing that I think we really have to appreciate is getting out of the Segunda uh, um, in after, you know, in the first year we were in it because it is so hard to do. Um, it's mm-hmm. such a long season. And if you get, if you have to go through the playoffs, it can be tough. And we've seen several of these teams that just get close and just can't seem to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. 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 So. Yeah, and again, you know, many of these names are teams that we're just as used to seeing in the Primera, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saragossa, Sporting, Malaga, um, and you know, just not there. It looks like Alcorcon now is is heading back to the Tercera. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, Segunda Bay replacement now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ibiza has done relatively well um, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. their for, for their first year. season in the Segunda. So. Yeah, it, it it's it's just I mean you look at a club like Real Oviedo, who of course were in have been in the Primera before, and they're you know it just seems like they get close every year and they just never quite mm-hmm. get there. Um, they get mm-hmm. they end, they always mm-hmm. end up like eighth or ninth just outside the playoffs. It's it's a tough Pomferradina or another one that's that are kind of like that. So. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Well, again, it's a tough one if you don't finish in the top two. It's really just a crapshoot, right? The yep. year that Elche went up, if I'm not mistaken, they scored like two goals in four matches and went up, or <laughs> some some yeah. bizarre outcome like that. So those right. playoff matches are just, you know, yeah. it's a coin flip. So right, right, okay, well. Any last you've, thoughts? You've, uh, you've toured the world. We've there, toured the so world. We've toured. Well we've toured Spain. One plug there um, for for the women as well. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, who thankfully got that bizarre patch uh, point deduction overturned, right? Um, and look to be sitting in decent shape. Not yes. not fully safe yet, but five points ahead of a bar. And again, the women like VRL B, B are are hurt by the fact they don't draw matches. They actually yeah. have seven wins, um, but only having taken points in three other matches is the reason they're sort of even right. even right. in this. Because Betis, um, with the same seven wins, um, sits in tenth because of five more draws. Right. So, well, we do have a match coming up, you know, this Sunday, I guess it's it's at noon Spanish time, so but it's the the women host um Huelva who are the mm-hmm. other club on 24 points. And so mm-hmm. that's a big one for us if we can if we can win that, that would put us maybe as high as 11th and, you know, in the table depending on other results, but it but you mm-hmm. you then might have another, be just about safe with yeah that. you would think yeah. you would think because then you would just have three matches left and and mm-hmm. you, you now would, the next one is at a bar 
So, so that is certainly a six pointer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but sort of both of these are, and I think you'd say if you're able to win one of them, you should be in pretty decent shape. Right, so. right. Because your last yeah. two are, well, Betis who are who are sort of mid table, and then Real Madrid who are significantly above mid table. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I think that would be I think that would be great. Um, you know, they, it's been a it's it's been a real learning experience being in the first year of the of the you know top division. But I think the the women have acquitted themselves pretty well overall. It's just um, they need to get maybe you know if they could get probably four more points out of the remaining four matches, they'd be safe. Mm-hmm. And we drew with Welva and beat Abar in first the, time. Uh, yeah, in the fixture, so that would do just fine if mm-hmm. they were able to to match it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, they had a run looking here. Um, they went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight consecutive defeats. And then going on a 10 match streak, they picked up one point of 30. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had a little heater where they picked up nine points out of 12 and 12 out of 18. Right. And right. I mean, the 12 out of 18 is half of the total of the season. Um, and those were all victories. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, well, they have again, that, because yeah. of how imbalanced the league is. And again, if you look at the Barcelona stats, 26 0 0, 144 goals scored, 8 conceded. I mean, yeah. even even an excellent video game player would be impressed with those numbers. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so. I think I think the uh I think the only disappointment recently <laughs> with the women was that we had a um opportunity to pick up points against um Valencia and we didn't. It was 2-1 there. And that would have mm-hmm. been a been a good one to have, but it's good. And and uh, Salma Paruelo is back uh, and playing after you know she had that really bad knee injury toward the end of last season. She's mm-hmm. she's back and uh, and playing, um, and you know that's that's great to see. So you know it's I'm and I'm, we had a halftime lead on Barcelona for for what it is worth noting, given they gave up only eight goals all season. I don't know if they have lost a half. <laughs> so they lost a half against They us. lost a half. Salma scored, yeah. and, and it was 1-0 yeah. at halftime, and it yeah. lasted and then, and then, very uh, briefly. Yeah. <laughs> then, then they started playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what yeah. it seems like. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, that, it, it, that I, is a small victory that it doesn't seem like many other teams have been able to claim this season. I hope so. somebody took a picture of the halftime scoreboard. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I was, uh, uh, you remember, well, Lee Corso, who is, you know, now an ancient doddering fool on the ESPN college football game day stuff. When he coached Indiana, this is back in the late 60s, and they played um, Ohio State, who were at the time the real juggernaut. Indiana scored first. <laughs> they went ahead 7 nothing. He called timeout so he could pose the picture in front of the, the team in front of the scoreboard to take a picture, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they ended mm-hmm. up losing like forty nine to seven. Right. So you know he knew what he yep. was he knew what he was worth. But anyway, yep, um, yep, sounds about right. Yeah, and, I'm, and sure, I'm sure in, Sarah Monforte in, in did, did. One other note on Barcelona and the women's side uh, is you know the the fantastic ability they've had. 
whether they've given away some of the tickets or otherwise to fill up the Camp Nou um, for these Champions League matches. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it's a real sign of growth for the game. And, And again, the hope is that, you know, it's not Barcelona at one level and everybody else at another and that permanently stays that way. Right. Um, and, you know, I think there's some hope from seeing what's happened in England where it, it was that sort of Man City got Chelsea and Chelsea has, you know, there, there's now a decent cohort of women's teams in England. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there'll be some hope. Obviously, Real Madrid buying into Tacon and, and trying to, you know, make some presence. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly have improved um, significantly from where they were uh, mm-hmm. a year ago, right. and you know, hopefully that rivalry as well will will spur more teams uh, in, into investing. Um, right, right. But just just the fact that they could get that kind of turnout, uh, you know, whatever whatever they may have done to do so, um, is is a remarkable sign of growth and and very good. In you know, for Spain, where mm-hmm. I think they really do have a pretty talented generation of women footballers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as I think we saw at the last World Cup. So yeah, yeah, and and I think they have a talented group of coaches too. I mean, I think the I mm-hmm. think the um, I'm really impressed from everything I hear about about our coach, you know, Sarah Monforte. Mm-hmm. She's she's really mm-hmm. really very good. Um, and you know, you you like to see that growth on the on the women's side because you want to get to the point where yeah you don't have it's not quite such a runaway and and everything else but it's but it's great to i'm really you know pleased that our that our women's side has been competitive at you know i I mean if you were it's like being promoted to the primera you know when the men's team was first promoted there our we we got sent right back the next year and and uh Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 of course the difference is essentially there's really you know a, a two level um, competitive sort of professional women's setup, yes. um, and and so sort of you know it's a big jump from the segunda to the primera in a way that it's not nearly you know I think that would be that would be kind of the fourth division to the first division in the, in the men's game, just because there, there isn't so much depth. Right. Um, right. so, so it really is impressive again, mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. to belabor the point, but to win a half against Barcelona, you know, they, it does have some meaning because remember that last time, you know, this time last year, they, we were, we were playing against, you know, that, that was, that was the, the, lowest level essentially of professional football in Spain. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so you can even be on the same field and, and competitive with, you know, an all-star team is, is remarkable. Right. Okay. Well, we've talked about the men. We've talked about the women. We've probably should wind up, um, but it's been fun. It's been fun talking and uh, interesting times to be very all supporters. I must say. Yes, exciting times, and again, uh, one more, one more tie playing with house money, and <laughs> yeah. um, you know. But after we've done what we did, there's no reason to think we can't do it again. That's so right. I that's think right. that's a cause for excitement. I agree. 
All right, so until next time, this is Alan for Sid saying, end of our very hour. Whoop. Eh.